Welcome to the Life After Plus One podcast, where we turn life's lemons into delightful lemonade. Get ready for inspiring stories, uplifting conversations, and all the tips and tricks to rock your single parent journey with style. I'm your host, Leanne, and it's time to embrace the adventure of Life After Plus One. So let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to Life After Plus One. I'm your podcast host, Leanne, your single parent coach and mentor, and I'm here to talk about how can we be a better person for our next relationship so we can create healthier relationships in the future. Now, I'm not saying that everyone here listening has done something wrong and is the bad person, but I do believe that there's always something we can all do no matter what side of the situation we were in, that we could do a little bit better or a little bit different if we were to be in that same situation again. Now, like I've said in previous podcasts, we don't respond or react to certain situations just to be an arsehole. We do that because we're just doing the best we can and we're just responding to the way we think is best and we're protecting ourselves really. When someone gets angry in a situation, they're just protecting themselves. And when you're in a relationship and someone gets angry, in a way, it's kind of good because it shows that they care. It shows that they love you. They're angry, they're feeling hurt, they're feeling neglected or they're feeling let down or isolated or something. And they're getting angry because they want that love or attention or whatever it is that you're going to. They want that back from you. And if they weren't getting angry, that's when I'd worry. I mean, I don't necessarily mean fighting and screaming and yelling, but if they're not showing any emotion or getting upset about anything, then then I'd worry. Because the fact that they're showing emotion and they're sad that they're not getting the love or attention from you, that's a good thing because it shows that they care and they want that from you. But no matter what side of the situation we're in, there's always something we can do better. Whether it be not getting so angry or rattled in certain situations, not chasing someone when they're not giving us the love, not yelling or getting angry, not taking things personally. There's always something we can look at within ourselves and go, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that or maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I shouldn't have felt that way. How do you look at that? How do you know? How do you change that? And what do you do? Now, I am big on stepping back and looking at myself when I've been in a situation that I've either felt uncomfortable in or it didn't go as planned or even if it was a breakup. If I'm in a situation that hasn't gone well, I always step back and go, okay, Could I have done or said something a little differently so that situation didn't end up the way it did? Now, I'm not saying it would have always been my fault, but there's always two people in the situation here. And if it hasn't ended up in a positive way, then usually someone said something to the other person and it may not have been an intentional nasty comment. It may not have been an intentional fight, but someone may have said something and someone could have taken it personally and could have taken it the wrong way. And I know I'm a big culprit of this. I can be a little bit direct. And when I say direct, I'm not, you get those people that go, oh, I'm honest. I tell it how it is. To me, I find that a little bit rude. I don't like that comment because those people are the ones that don't filter anything and they think it's cool just to say it how it is. And yeah, it's okay to say it how it is, but you can also be kind too. Those people that say it how it is and like to kind of point that fact out, I say it how it is. Those are the ones that don't have a filter and don't care if they're saying something kind or not kind. You don't have to say everything how it is. Why is that a cool thing? Why do you need to promote that fact? To me, it comes across like they're promoting that they're an arsehole. Why do you need to tell everyone, I tell it how it is? 
that comes across to me as someone that's quite damaged and quite hurt and they've got their guard up and they're going to say it how it is to someone else before they get the opportunity to tell them the truth. And it's totally okay to tell the truth because that's where I was getting it. I'm very much someone that is very open and honest and I do feel to what I say and I don't always feel the need to say say it how it is, as these people tend to say. But I do have a bit of a dry humour where I can sometimes respond in something that's a little bit funny and just, you know, one of those comments that you just throw back, just trying to have a little joke. But I feel like some people don't get that humour and they sometimes may take that as me being mean or not kind to them, which is never the case. It's never the situation. But I would love it if I was in that situation if someone came up and told me because straight away I would stop it. You don't intentionally be mean to someone. There are people that do. But this is also getting back to what I'm saying. If you're saying something that's triggering something in somebody else, then that's a them issue, not a you issue. Now, I'm not saying that they're bad or there's something wrong with them because they've been triggered. I am saying that there is something in them that's upset them by your comment. If you weren't intentionally trying to be mean, if you weren't intentionally trying to be cruel or nasty, but they've been offended by it, why are they offended? Why are they getting upset when you were just having a joke? And this is what I'm getting at by triggers and stepping back and looking at yourself. Because I've been in situations where someone said something to me and I've walked away and go, whoa, I didn't like that. That wasn't cool. And then I kind of took some time to myself and I reflected on it and thought, why? Why did it bother me? Why did I not like it? And sometimes you can put the pieces together and you can work it out. Why? You can work out, okay, it pisses me off when you don't look at me and say hi when you walk straight past me because it makes me feel like I'm not good enough. It makes me feel like I'm not being accepted. Those are the things that trigger people. Or it could be someone from a situation where they've been raised in a family that's been extremely wealthy and that triggers them. So they get triggered by people who have it much easier. Instead of being happy for them, wow, that's so cool. I wish I could have had that lifestyle. Instead, they want to bring them down. That good old tall poppy syndrome. Very common here, isn't it? And those are things that trigger people. Jealousy is a big one. Jealousy is a big one. And a lot of people in the moment don't realize it. They will just react and then not realizing what they're doing or why they're doing it. But it's not until you can actually step back from a situation and think to yourself, okay, well, why did that bother me? Why did I get upset? could be like in a relationship where you've got one person that's really strict on money because maybe they'll raise in a household where they did it tough and they had to save every single penny they had but then you have the other person in the relationship that likes to spend and likes to make the most out of life because they'll raise in a different upbringing maybe they weren't so tight on money when they were growing up and they had a bit more money in their household and it wasn't such a thing to be so strict with their finances So that could cause a bit of conflict in the relationship. One person is very just carefree. The other person is like, nope, you got to save every penny just in case something happens. And then it starts to trigger the other person because they, to them, they don't give a shit. They don't care. They don't care about money. They're just spending it wherever. But really, it just comes down to they do care, but they were just raised to not have to save every cent. They were raised to enjoy life. That's how they were brought up. That's their mentality. Just have fun. And it's putting those two differences together that can sometimes cause an argument and triggers. Because that's just it. We're not going to be with a partner that's exactly the same as us. Or we're not going to be with a partner that was raised the same way as us. Everyone's got their own little beliefs and their own triggers and their own issues in life. And something that may trigger us 
may not trigger the person next to us. It just depends on their situation and the way they've been brought up. Maybe you were brought up in a family home and it was very, there was no love. You never got shown love or affection from your parents. And I'm not saying anything bad about your parents, but that's how they were raised. They didn't know any different. So that's how they raised you. You never got the love, you never got the hugs and that you probably never got told I love you. So now that you're an adult and going into relationships, you're now craving that. You're craving that love and attention and affection. And maybe you're jumping into wrong relationships and constant back-to-back relationships because you're just wanting that love and attention that you never got. And a lot of it stems from that sense from our childhood and a lot of people don't realize that. Our reactions now as adults and the way we do things and why certain things bother us is a result from the way we've been brought up. I'm not throwing hate on anyone or disrespecting anyone's upbringing because in that time, that's what our parents knew best. They didn't raise us in a way just so they could be assholes and think I'm going to show this kid. They were doing the best they can in their generation with their money and their finances and their work life and whatever else. That's how they were raised. But what you can do about it is you can look into yourself and go, okay, what can I do differently? How can I change this pattern so I don't keep repeating these patterns in relationships and then I can stop my kids? I can show them a healthy way of managing disagreements or managing something that they don't agree with. And it all comes down to having that open communication. And that's another thing that a lot of people tend to sweep under the carpet. A lot of people don't like to handle real issues. And maybe again, that stems from their upbringing. They were raised not to talk about things. They were raised just to keep everything hush hush. You don't talk about this. You don't talk about money. You don't talk about your work or your private life. And that's okay if that's how you're raised. But if you don't like it, if you don't agree with your situation, then maybe it's time to look inwards and say, okay, what can I change here? How can I, if this is affecting my relationships now and it's affecting the way I handle certain relationships, it's affecting the way I react in relationships, maybe it is time I change something. Now, it takes a lot to actually get to a point where you can look at your life and go, okay, I'm not happy with the way I've handled that. I'm not happy with the way I react in that. I'm not happy with where I'm at. I'm not happy with my relationships. Something's got to change here. Something's got to change. And it usually takes to getting in a really shitty situation before that happens. Because if you're comfortable in life and you're just flowing along, you don't often tend to change anything. You just stick in that nice comfort zone. It's not usually until you hit that rock bottom where you're like, holy fuck, something's got to change here. I don't like this situation and I don't like what's happening, and I need out of this. That's when you step back and reflect and go, okay, what the fuck? What can I do differently? Because I don't want to be in this situation ever again. Because if you keep continuing patterns, you keep continuing the way you handle things in relationships, and your relationships are ending in similar ways, or you're one of those ones that keeps saying, I keep attracting the same person, I keep attracting someone that keeps cheating on me, or I keep attracting emotionally unavailable people. Maybe it's time to look at yourself and go, why am I attracting these people? Are you putting those vibes off to them? You've got your guard up. You're being a little bit unavailable because you've been hurt and that's what you're attracting. If you're in a spiral pattern of constantly repeating the same situation with relationships 
and the way things are being handled and the way things are ending and whatever else, maybe you don't know that because you've been in one long-term marriage or relationship throughout your whole life. So you've never had to experience that. But maybe through that relationship, you're going through the same arguments and the same situations. And maybe you just thought it was that one relationship. But Again, I'm not putting blame on anyone, but it does also come down to the way we handle certain situations. Another example of this is when you're with a partner and you require them to constantly check in on you, the text message to let you know where they are or what's happening and what time they're going to be home. And that kind of comes down to trust issue. Actually, it doesn't kind of. It does come down to trust issues. But where do those trust issues stem from? What's affecting them so much that they can't learn to trust you? What's happened in their past where they're so scarred that they need constant check-ins and constant updates from you? And on your end, you might be thinking, holy fuck, this is annoying. I'm not going to send you messages all the time. I'm not going to check in. I'm a grown-ass adult. I don't need to do this. So you could take the easy option and go, fuck this, I'm out. I'm not dealing with this. Or you could take the grown-up option and sit down with them and say, okay, why is this affecting you? Why do I need to constantly check in on you or you need to constantly check in on me? What's happened? Why are you so worried that I'm not going to be coming back home? And that might come back to them not feeling good enough. It could have absolutely nothing at all to do with you. Maybe they're just insecure in themselves. They don't feel good enough. They think that you're going to go out and find someone better. And it's nothing bad on you. They're just feeling that they don't feel good. Why would you stay if you're not good enough for them? Maybe that's what they're portraying with that constant check. They need someone to constantly show that they're worthy of keeping around. And you can't really change someone if that's who they think, if that's the where their mindset is at. You can address it to them. If they don't want to do anything about it, then you can't change that. But unless someone notices that in themselves and go, yeah, okay, fuck. That's why I'm doing that. I've had this constant pattern of being relationships where I've just never felt good enough. They always put me down. I always was treated like I was just a piece of shit. I was just dumped and kicked to the curb and never felt good enough. So now I'm just repeating this pattern of not feeling good enough and I'm pushing away good people because I'm insecure in myself. That's one example of many that can happen in a relationship. And that's what I'm trying to get at. People don't react certain ways in a relationship to be an arsehole. We react the way we do. Because of things that we've been through in life, circumstances that have got us to where we are today cause us to react in certain situations the way we do. And if you're not happy with the way you're reacting or the way you're handling situations or the way you're not trusting someone or not feeling good enough, then this is your time to step back and look at you. This is your time whilst you're a single parent and you've got no one else in your life to step back and focus on you and think, what the fuck can I do to be a better person? How can I be a better version of myself? And the first step is to acknowledge what you could have done better and what you've done wrong. And you may not necessarily have intentionally done something wrong but it could be something that wasn't right in that moment or that should not have been done. Now, this doesn't require you to call up an ex and say, oh my God, I realized what I did. I'm so sorry. I mean, hey, you could be a big person and do that. But what this comes down to is just knowing in yourself what's happened and what you can do differently. Knowing that 
is a huge part in you moving forward and you being a better person. Now, it's one thing to recognize it. It's another thing to start to make changes because you can recognize it and you're still slightly going to get triggered along the way because you might be able to notice and be aware, okay, I get why that pissed me off or I get why I said that. But then if you're in that situation again, what's going to happen? You're not just going to automatically stop. You're not just going to automatically change. How do you change your behaviors from doing something that's unhealthy to changing it to be a better person? How do you heal those past traumas? Now, some people may not want to go that deep and heal all that past and heal all that damage, which is, I won't say damage, but um, heal all that hurt that's making you react. Now, like I said, it is a slow process. You're not going to change overnight, but the fact that you can acknowledge something that you've done wrong or the fact that you can acknowledge something that you can maybe change for next time in the future, that's an excellent start. That's the perfect place to start, acknowledging what you can do differently. And when you are in a situation where you do get pissed off or someone said something that you don't like and it's really rattled you or you just want to react and get angry at someone, stop, step back and think, why the fuck is that bothering me? Why is that upsetting me so much? Why am I caring so much about this? And a lot of this also comes down to knowing your worth, having confidence in yourself and knowing that you don't have to prove a point to anyone. And a lot of the time, these incidences do occur because people feel like they need to explain themselves. They just want to be heard. They want their side of the story heard. But when you get to a point and you realize you don't have to prove a point to anyone, it makes it so much easier. Because it eliminates a lot of conflict and a lot of drama and a lot of tit for tat and point proving. You don't need to prove a point to anyone in your life. Nobody. The only person you do need to prove a point to is yourself. To show that you can do it. And the best place to start by doing that is by knowing your self-worth. And that's why a lot of people do feel the need to prove a point. Because they don't feel good enough. They're not feeling accepted. They want to be heard. But if you know your self-worth, you don't have to fight for these things. So how do you improve your confidence and your self-worth? Well, you can start by being kind to yourself. Stop putting so much hate on yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Don't have judgment on yourself as to why your relationship broke up. We're all human. We all make mistakes. And that's okay. But don't sit there and stew on things and question yourself, oh, I should have done this, or I'm too heavy, I should be thinner, or I should have more money in the bank, or I should be in a better job by now, and I should be in a better situation by now. You're not. So be happy with where you're at. We'd all love to be in a better financial situation. We'd all love to have that perfect figure and whatever else. But who gives a shit? Really, the most important thing in this world with yourself is being a good person. And that has nothing to do with how much money you have in the bank. It has nothing to do with how much you weigh. It has nothing to do with what brand of clothes you wear. That is all superficial shit. And it's shit that you can't take away with you. You want people to look back at you and go, yeah, fuck, they were a good person. Start by being kind to yourself. And also being kind to yourself, it means doing kind things for yourself. Looking after you. Stop putting your needs on the back burner. You are a priority in your life. And when you're in a relationship, your needs are just as important as the needs of your partner. 
You don't need to be put on the back burner. You are important. Start doing things for you and start saying positive things about yourself. Find those good qualities because I can guarantee you they're there. Whether it's your confidence, whether it's your looks, whether it's your kindness, your generosity, your loyalty, your honesty. Find those positive things and own that. That's what it's about. Another thing is start speaking up for yourself. And a lot of people are too scared to speak up for themselves because you've got those ones out there, like I said earlier, that that put on that, I'll tell it how it is kind of mentality. And those are the ones that give it that nasty, mean look about it. So people think when you speak up for yourself, it's being mean and nasty. It's not. You can say how you feel, you can say what you want without being mean and nasty. And I constantly teach this to my daughter. If you're in a situation that you don't like and you want to say something, you can always say what's on your mind, but find a kind way to say it. Speaking up is not about being mean. It's about knowing your worth and putting your needs first. And also saying no. Don't feel like you have to accept things. See all these people that just get put in these positions and they're asked to do something and they say, oh, I really didn't want to do it, but I didn't know how to say no. I felt guilty, so I just did it. And they end up miserable. Why don't you know how to say no? It's probably the easiest word to say no. There's always a way to decline an offer by not being mean, by putting your needs first. And that's not a bad thing. You can decline something and still be kind. Thank them for the offer, but I fortunately can't accept. Put your needs first. And also to start changing the way you handle certain situations, take a look at your confidence. Are you someone that's a pushover in a relationship that just does things because that's what the partner says and you just think that's what you've got to do? Similar to what I just said previously about saying no. That's not someone with confidence. Confidence is such a good quality in people and it's a very attractive quality but not cocky confidence. You don't want to be cocky about it. And again, it's about knowing your worth. Be confident in yourself. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of where you are at. Don't be ashamed of being a single parent. Don't be ashamed because of your current situation in life. Be confident and be proud. Know your worth enough to know that you can stick up for yourself and you don't have to be a pushover in relationships. And that's one of those things that I was saying when you could be in a relationship, you haven't done anything wrong. But you were just one of those ones that just let everything slide. You didn't say anything because you were scared about having a fight and they just kept walking all over you. And maybe they got to a point where they just thought, I need someone that can speak up for themselves. I need someone that can communicate where they're at. I need someone that's not just going to say yes with everything I say just to make me happy. So those are the things that you can look at when you're in a breakup where you haven't actually done something wrong, but you might have some qualities that you could change for future relationships that could make your next relationship much stronger and healthier. Because it's not fun being with someone who can't make decisions Oh, I don't know, you decide. Oh, no, it's up to you. Those people are frustrating. Frustrating. Make a decision. You're a grown-ass adult. Why can you not have an opinion? And those are things that you've got to work on in yourself. And that all comes with having confidence 
and knowing your worth and knowing that you can speak up for yourself. And there is so much more into this topic and it can go on for so long. And a lot of it does come down to healing and it does come down to looking into your past and working on that. And a lot of that comes down to just a lot of healing work. That's not my area of expertise, even though I have done a lot of that myself and to look at why I handle things the way I do, why certain things upset me, why do things bother me? And that's what it's about looking at yourself and working on what's happened and why you react the way you do and how can you change that to react in a healthier way in the future. And it also applies with your kids as well because you could be in a situation where you just get pissed off at anything they do. They leave a little mess and it's like, oh, what the fuck? I just vacuumed that. Clean it up. Or you could be in a situation where the kids make a mess and you're like, oh, that's okay. You're having fun. Just let me know when you're done and I'll come and clean it up. Same sort of situation, but one parent may get their shits and the other parent might be chilled and relaxed. Have some fun. I'll clean it when you're finished. Why, why did that messy floor trigger one parent, but it didn't phase the other? And that's just what it's about. Why does that bother you? Just learn to relax a bit and learn to enjoy life. I'm not saying you're not enjoying life, but it's like anything that we do, whether it's work, whether it's a studying, whether it's anything, if you don't get full marks on something or if you don't do, you don't get the promotion you wanted, it's a good chance you'll look back and go, okay, fuck, what did I do wrong? Could I have done something differently? I know there's people that if they don't get a job, they'll message their employer and say, was there something that I didn't have that you were looking for? Or was there something else that you were needing? And it helps them to learn what they can do differently. So next time they apply for that position or a similar role with another company, they know what to do or they've got that experience on board because they've gone and worked on themselves. Same with us in life. You can't just do something in life and do something wrong or inappropriate and just let it slide and not just look at yourself and go, fuck, why did I do that? Life is all about being the best versions of ourselves and it doesn't happen overnight and It usually takes us through a lot of really shitty events to actually stop and look back and go, fuck, something's got to change. Something's got to change. When everything's going fine in your life and you're just floating along in your comfort zone bubble, you're not inclined to make changes because everything's going okay. It's going okay. When you're just going in that level, you don't think to want to look at what's going wrong because nothing's really bad at the moment. It's just okay. It's not till it gets really bad that you actually want to stop and look and go, fuck, how do I get out of this situation? How do I change it? And it wasn't until I got to a really shitty situation in my life where I had to stop and go, fuck, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want this anymore. What can change here? And I like to think that I've done a lot of work on myself. And I like to think that if I was in a relationship now, which I'm not looking for, I'm comfortable being single but if I was I would honestly believe that I would be a very different person than what I've been in previous relationships and that's what it's all about learning to grow to be a better person and learning to handle things differently we all react we all get triggered by things in relationships we all have things that piss us off with our partner and that's okay it's normal we're all going to have little fights and whatever it is But are you going to break up over it or are you going to sit down and talk about it? 
Are you going to work it out? Are you going to sit there and hold a grudge and act like they're the worst person in the world because they handled something a little different to you? Or are you going to look at it and say, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that to piss them off. Or you can say, okay, why did that piss them off so much? There's two different ways you can look at a situation. Is it because of what you said or is it their reaction? It really comes down to both. And how do you work that out? How do you handle that? You communicate it. You need to be able to talk to each other. Confidence is a huge thing in all aspects of life. If you don't have the confidence to speak up for yourself, then who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Because I've been in a relationship when I was much younger. I met someone when I was 17 and we were actually together for about 12 years and I was married to this guy and this is going back a long time ago and I was very insecure. I met him straight out of year 12, very insecure in myself, didn't have much confidence at all and he was a very loud out there person. So whenever we went out to social events and I was young, so we're still going clubbing and partying and that those days. He would always speak for me. He would always speak for me. So I was always so shy. And whenever I was in a group setting, I was probably the most quietest person you could ever imagine. And looking at me today, you'd think, holy fuck me, and I don't believe you. And it's situations like that where I've broken up from him and I've learned, okay, fuck, I've now got to stand on my own two feet. Those are the kind of situations where you learn to change and you learn to grow. You can look back and go, okay, fuck, that's over. Time to find someone else. Or you can look back and go, okay, why? What happened? What could I have done differently? And that relationship, now I look back on it, there's no way it would have lasted as long as it did if I was dating him now because I would have had the confidence to put my foot down and go, whoa, that's not okay. That's not okay. I let a lot of things slide in that relationship because I was young and I didn't have the confidence to speak up. And so a lot of shit just got passed by and I turned a blind eye to a lot of stuff. But then the more experiences you go through in life, the more confident it makes you. The more you realize you've got to stand on your own two feet. You can't be dependent on anyone. And I do hope we all find that perfect partner and settle down to our fairy tale ending if that's what you're after. But I still think we've also can't be so dependent on someone else. You've got to have a bit of your own independence. These experiences of mine that I've been through in life are things that have taught me to stand up and speak up for myself. Like I said, I used to be one of the most shy people. I'd be someone that if you spoke to me in a group of people, my face would go red. Now, my daughter always tells me, mom, you're so loud. You're so loud. Every time you go somewhere, people are just looking. You're so loud. And it's not intentional. I don't intentionally be loud. I think I've just learned to speak up for myself and learned to be more confident. And it's obviously gone from one extreme to the other. I don't know. But I've got to maybe now learn to find that happy medium. And that's where I was getting at before when sometimes I can speak up and I'm not being cruel or mean but sometimes when we're in situations where we're just walked all over in life we learn that we've got to speak up especially as a mum or a dad or a parent I should say when you're there as their advocate you're there looking after them you don't want to be someone that's shy as a mouse and getting walked all over what's that teaching the kids I mean, I'm not teaching my daughter to be tough and mean. I definitely am teaching my daughter to speak up for herself. And I'm, it's a constant battle with mine to teach my daughter to be more confident. But always remember, the kids learn from us. Our kids are watching us. They see the way we behave and they see the way we react. 
So when you're in a situation, always make sure it's something that's a positive reflection on what the kids can take on board. And we all don't always handle things the right way. We all have our moments where we flip out at the kids or whatever else. And again, this might be related to our triggers. Why are we getting upset by that? Why did that bother us? Like I said, with the vacuum. I know there's been times when my daughter has done something and I've reacted and I've got upset. But then there's been other times when she's done something the same and I'm just like, yeah, that's cool. No worries. So clearly that time when I got upset, I was either having a really shitty day or I was stressed or I was tired. But the biggest thing is when I do get upset at my daughter, I always go back and apologize. Always. And that's a big thing. I'm very big on owning my faults. I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. But I can own my faults. And I always say to her, darling, I'm sorry. I just had a shit day. I overreacted or I was hangry. We all get hangry. Me and my daughter the same. We get moody when we're tired and hungry. We get, we get the hangries. And I can admit that. And that's okay. And that's a good quality to show your kids too, that you can apologize for your wrongdoing. But going back to this topic and looking at why we handle things the way we do, looking at why we react the way we do. And the biggest step into changing any future relationships and having healthier relationships is to reflect on how we handled that relationship. Relationship back when I was 17, I had no confidence. I was extremely insecure and I got walked over like you wouldn't believe. And I can see that now. I can spot that in that person that I was back then. And I've changed from that because that's what it is. You look at what you've done wrong and it may not have been something that you have done wrong. It's not a fault or something that you're doing wrong to the other person. It's something that you can improve in yourself. And I've improved my confidence. I've improved the way I can speak up for myself. So learning to handle things better in a relationship isn't necessarily about finding fault. It's about improving something in you. What can you do better? That also applies with co-parenting. We all handle situations with our co-parent in possibly not the right way. They're very good at triggering us, aren't they? Our kids' parents know how to rattle us. But I'm now at a point now with my ex where it doesn't faze me whatever he says. They know how to trigger us and that's when it comes down to not letting it trigger you, not letting it phase you, working on you being a better person. So for the next relationship, you can be an even better person. And it's a slow process. It's a slow process. You're not just going to meet someone new and all of a sudden, bam, you're, you know, Mother Teresa or, I don't know, what's a male version of Mother Teresa? I can't think at the moment, but you know what I'm getting at. It's a lot of working on yourself. It's a lot of reflecting, a lot of owning your past and making some positive changes to be a better person. Look at what you can do to better yourself. And it does start with reflecting on your past trauma and what you can do to heal from that. But if you don't want to go that deep, then just look at what you can do differently in your next relationship. What have you taken from your past relationship that you can change, that you can improve on? Anything at all, whether it be the way you snap and you can just maybe respond in a calmer manner, whether it be the way you not show love and affection be present more in someone's life. Don't take them for granted. There's so many little different things, but everyone's situation is very different. You know how your situation ended. You know what you can do differently. You know what you can change in yourself to be that better person. Take it one step at a time. Look at something little that you can change and work on it with your kids. Use them as your little guinea pig, so to speak. But it's going to be a positive guinea pig experience because 
they're going to be seeing a better mom or a better dad from it. So use that in a positive way. But just remember, there's always something we can learn from a situation. There's always something we can do to improve who we are. We're just living day by day and we're just doing the best we can. Think about it as a job. If you go for a job and you make a mistake or you something you want to do to get a promotion, then you look at what you can do to better your skills or better yourself or better your situation. Same applies with your life and your relationships. What can you do differently to better yourself? That's about it for today, guys. I hope you got something from this and I hope we can all take that little one step at a time to be that better person, to empower us on our single parent journey and to love and enjoy our single parent life. Thank you, everyone. And until next week, I'll be in your ears then. Thank you for joining us on the Life After Plus One podcast. If you loved what you heard today and looking for some further support, then jump onto our website, lifeafterplusone.com. Plus, don't forget to check out our Instagram page for further resources and inspo. You can find all the links in the show notes. And remember, you're not alone on this path. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, keep thriving, keep growing, and keep exploring your amazing life after plus one.